0: We need to have courage. It's not okay to pursue something and be weak, timid, and afraid. God requires courage. And we actually see consequences for lack of courage. Welcome to the Grow Time Business Devo, where we explore God's principles for living a high performance life. My name is Ken. Today we're in Deuteronomy. And I love the idea of Deuteronomy because what it is is it's Moses uh, retelling the story of all the things that happened before as as they lead up into the promised land. And he's telling it to the kids that will actually go into the promised land. So this is, as I understand it, this is at the end of the 40 years. They were supposed to go into the promised land. And then the, then the Israelites all got scared and rebelled and, and uh, didn't want to. And so God said, okay, you guys are essentially too weak to go in. We're not gonna allow you to go in. I'm gonna allow your kids to go in. And then, so they, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. That generation died off. And then their kids are the ones that are going to go take the promised land. And I'm kind of fascinated with Moses as a leader. So I think there's a lot of takeaways for leaders, high performance individuals, for business owners when you look at Moses. And I'm also fascinated with, with the idea that sometimes it, you know, if, if you miss, if you, if you if you refuse to take on the promise and the mission, then there's a consequence to that. I think there's some great stuff for us in here today. I'm just going to read, uh, I think I'm going to weave through in De- Deuteronomy 1 verses 19 to 36. And I may not read everything here, um, but there are a few things that I want to call out, right? So this is Moses speaking to the, these the the kids that are going to go, go in, they're, they're grownups now, but they're going to go in and take this land. He's, he's recounting everything to them, all right? So this is him uh, reminding them of what happened when their parents refused to enter the land that God had promised towards them to, to give them. So verse 19, it says, so we departed from Horeb and went through all that great and terrible wilderness. I love like this, the, the, adjectives that he used and he, he, make, he, he really makes it clear that it was a difficult path, right? That great and terrible wilderness, which you saw on the way to the mountains of the Amorites. And the Lord, our God had commanded us that we came to Kadesh. And I said to you, you've come to the mountains of the Amorites, which the Lord, our God is giving us. Look, the Lord, your God has set the land before you Go up and possess it as the Lord God of your fathers has spoken to you. Do not fear or be discouraged. So he's encouraging them. He's reminding them when he's speaking to their parents to go up and possess what God has told you you're going to have. Right? And I think we can all relate to to that idea, to that feeling, right? As leaders, verse 22. And every one of you came near to me and said, let us send men before us and let them search out the land for us and bring back word to us of the way by which we should go up and of the cities into which we shall come. And so all the people gather around Moses, every one of them came to him and said, we, we're not sure, Right? This is the beginning of doubt. Okay. We're not sure. We're a little scared. We're not sure we believe it. So we want to double check it. Like we want to be sure. So we want to send some people in to spy on it. Now, I think this may be the critical mistake because they allowed doubt to come in and that just opened up the door for all these other things that happen. Right. But. I can relate to this as I'm being told and I believe I'm going towards something that's valuable that I'm told to go after. How many times were I, I'd like to be sure. You know, I'd like to know for sure. The problem is, is like being sure and I'm speaking this to myself, but being sure is not having faith, right? Faith is is not seeing this stuff, right? So to have faith, the power of it, like you can't really validate and verify it. Um, sometimes you just need to go. Now that doesn't mean you, don't, you do things that are unwise, but sometimes like you just can't be sure. And that desire to be sure is really doubt disguised. I know I've felt that and I know you probably have felt that. So I think this is the beginning of their error. So verse 23, the plan pleased me well, this is Moses. So I took 12 of your men, one from each tribe and they departed and went up into the mountains and spied it out so moses was pleased with that was that with that plan but i don't know maybe that might have been a leadership error of his i don't know just my observation verse 25 they all took some of the fruit these are the spies they all took some of the fruit out of the land in their hands and brought it down to us and they brought it brought back word to us saying it is a good land which the lord our god is giving us so now he doesn't talk about the specifics of that story but if you go back And read about that specific story, you'll find that there were there were a handful of spies, and only two of them actually gave a good report. The rest of them gave a doubting report, right? The rest of them said that there are giants there and they're gonna crush us, and there's no way we could possibly go after them, et cetera, et cetera. And only two spies, Joshua and Caleb, Caleb and Joshua were the only two that actually had a positive report. So this. Verse 25 is their report. This is the report of Joshua and Caleb that it's, it's a good land and it's got good fruit. And it was a positive focus they were looking at. Verse 26, nevertheless, you would not go up, but rebelled against the command of the Lord, your God. And you complained in your tents and said, because the Lord hates us. He has brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us. Where can we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts saying the people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified up to heaven. Moreover, we have seen the sons of Anakim there. So that was the report of the other spies, not Joshua and Caleb. They had said, that there are basically like the sons of Anakin are like these giant people. They were giants at the time, right? And it was a fortified city. And notice how they said this, right? Notice what's happening here. They number one rebelled and refused. They complained and gossiped in their tents. How much like that, the complaining spirit, like when we get around people, right? Sometimes discouraging things happen. And I've said this before, but self-pity is a dangerous and powerful drug. Complaining and woe is me, which is what they're doing. They're self, they're pitying themselves. That leads to to discouragement and doubt. And there is no way you can conquer and be, be successful. When you are self pitied, when you have a victim mentality, when you have discouragement and doubt. Now, I would say most of us, right? Most of us entrepreneurs would not have a victim mentality, like because that idea is probably very obvious to you. You probably think that you don't have that, but I've been guilty of sometimes self pity and discouragement, maybe even complaining, like will creep in. The truth is, is that is a victim mentality. That is the idea that I have. I, I'm, uh, I don't have control of my of of my situation. The truth is, you do. So that creeps in here. So it gets worse and worse, right? And so they get that report, and then I said to you, "This is Moses. Do not be terrified." All right. So so the children of Israel now have a negative focus. These are their these are the original the original generation that we're going to go in. They have a negative focus. So Moses says, "Do not be terrified or afraid of them." The Lord, your God who goes before you, he will fight for you according to all, all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes, right? Reminding them that you saw miracles happen in the past. I've talked about the idea of keeping a highlight reel, right? And Moses keeps a highlight reel. Highlight reel is like all the wins, all the great things, all the things that God's done, all the miracles, the big and the small, the sales deals you close, the times when you didn't think it would work out and it does. I think over the years back to all those times where I was, I, I was thinking, this is not possible. Like There's no way this is going to be resolved. And it does, right? So many times that's happened. Write those down. Those are important. Because when you come against challenges or things like this, where you're, you know, you're told that you're supposed to go this direction, but it looks dangerous and scary, you need to be able to remind yourself of all those things. So that's what's mo- what Moses is doing here, right? So he'll fight for you according to, all that, according to all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes, like you saw it. And in the wilderness, where you saw how, again, saw, see, this is proof in the past, in the wilderness, where you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son, in all the way that you went until you came to this place, the place where they currently are. Yet for all that, you did not believe the Lord your God, who went in the way before you to search out a place for you, to pitch your tents, to show you the way. You should go in the fire by night and in the cloud by day. He's reminding them in all, of all these things that they saw, these miracles, the provision that they saw with their own eyes and they still are discouraged. And we can often be like, I know I was. I'm like, I used to be like, how could they possibly think that, right? Like they didn't, yeah. Like, look, it was so obvious, right? They parted the Red Sea. They got out of Egypt. They, with like manna and quail and like cloud, you know the cloud by day and the fire by night that leads them and all these like crazy things. I'm thinking like if that would happen to me, then I would I would be ready to run through any brick wall. Like I'd have ultimate confidence because I'd see all this. The truth is, is that does happen to me. That does happen to us. And um, but our, we have short term memory, right? And the tr- I think, really what it is. Is the future can be so scary sometimes that we have an irrational perspective, right? And and there's these there are these kind of things that um, we've learned about recently. Um, I mean, the last like in modern day, there's a few things. One is this focusing illusion. Focusing illusion is, is a Nobel Prize winning paper. It's little, It's literally an essay. And basically, this, the summary of it is uh, nothing is as, is as important as it seems when you're focusing on it, right? And so the idea is wherever your focus is, that it has disproportionate, in your mind, disproportionate um, impact on your life, right? But the truth is, is that actually is not the case. The thing that you're focusing on, you believe has more importance than it actually does. That's called the focusing illusion. It's this thing that happens in our brain. It's because our brain is set up in a way to actually solve problems and, and keep ourselves safe. And so the thing we're focusing on, right? That email that you get, that emergency, that seems like an emergency. You know, it's funny. I, I, I coach a lot of people. I have clients and things. Sometimes I'll get an email about something that is supposedly an emergency. And from my perspective, it's not. And that's because the focusing illusion is happening to them, right? They're seeing something. And uh, I can, some of the, I, I've coached so many entrepreneurs that because uh, the, the focusing aspect of, entrep- of an entrepreneur, like that, that trait can be really powerful, right? So a lot of entrepreneurs have this ability to hone in on something and um, like to a, to, a, to a really high degree of focus, right? Something that they see is important and they throw all their energy at it. The challenge is, is, if you're not aware of, of your, the focusing illusion, or just the idea of, you know, being wise about what you're focusing on, and the fact that it's probably not as important as it seems, if you're not aware of that, you can end up being a really dangerous leader and, and dangerous to yourself, your business and the people around you. Because the focusing illusion will make you run hard at something that you think is an emergency and you know, create absolute chaos. Across your organization, uh, we—I we, work with a lot of e-commerce businesses. Like that's kind of our thing, the direct consumer product businesses. And it's funny because there'll be times when it's leading up to Black Friday, where um, I can think of so many, so many situations where, you know, it's like Wednesday night, you know, before Thanksgiving, and or even on Thanksgiving, where, you know, uh, one of the one of the leaders of one of these companies. Or one of the entrepreneurs that I coach or will, will, you know, will have a have this idea or this desire to change everything about the sale that's happening the next day, because it needs to happen, and they, and they often have this like really important reason is why it, why this needs to happen. We need to get everyone on this right and change it the next day because we're making a big mistake by doing this. We need to do this, and uh, by the way, that happens to all of us. It happens to me too. But what's funny about that is that is the focusing illusion at play. And when you're doing that, you have to realize that, that, that there is nothing that important. It really doesn't matter as much as you think it does. And so we have to control our focus and we can start seeing here that the children of Israel have not controlled their focus. And Moses is trying to tell them, hey, look, all of this stuff happened like back then and all this stuff was that was really powerful has happened to you already. How could you not believe? How could you be saying these things? And they're still like, no. Like they're still, they're still honed in on the negative, all right? Verse 34, and the Lord heard the sound of your words and was angry and took an oath saying, you shall, surely not one of these men of this evil generation shall see the good land, of which I swore to give to their to your fathers, except Caleb, son of Jephunneh. It's hard; I don't know how to say that one. Except Caleb, he shall see it, and to him and his children I am giving the land on which he walked, because he wholly followed the Lord. That's where I'm going to end. What's funny is it keeps going here about how, you know, the, the children of Israel actually. They kind of like, oh, yeah, you're, you're kind of right, Moses. Like, you know, like we have kind of, God has kind of done a lot of things. And no, 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 no. Like, n- now take it back. Like, we, we do want to go into the land. So they try and go in and they get beaten, they get beat down and moved back because they lost their opportunity. A few things I want to pull out. And I, and I ended by mentioning the extension of like that story because I think that. I think that there is a great consequence because we see it here. We see it in a lot of different stories. There's actually more of a consequence to not believing, not pursuing, not obeying the mission that you're supposed to be on, not having the courage that you're supposed to have. There's a greater consequence than I think we think. For these guys, they, they didn't believe. God said, sorry, no all right, you're not going in. And even though they turned it around, they still were not allowed in. So they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And uh, literally on the the first month of the 41st year was when these kids, their kids went in and took the promised land. And only Caleb and Joshua, which were people from that other generation were able to go in. They were actually the ones that led them in. And they were rewarded for it. So a few things to to pull out here. Number one, a positive belief has rewards, okay? In verse 25, Caleb and Joshua talk about what they focused on, right? They focused on the positive. They saw the opportunity. You know, there's this thing in physics called the law of polarity. And the law of polarity says, Basically that there's an, a negative for every positive and a positive for every negative. That every situation has two sides. Everything has two sides. There is no one-sided coin. It sounds cliche, but like the truth is, is like it's a muscle and a decision to figure out what you want to focus on. It's so much easier to focus on the scary negative thing because our brains are set up to protect us. And I think you and I, like in our group, like entrepreneurs and and you know, really ambitious people, you might be more apt to actually looking at the positive thing and pursuing pursuing the great things. But for some of you, that that may not always be the case. Like uh, I still struggle with that. It just depends on what the level of danger is that I can see in the future, right? Like how much I struggle with that, but I still struggle with that. But there might be people that you know um, are trying to get into like like have those desires but are not have are not able to act them out maybe you struggle with some of these things maybe you're being held back maybe you're stuck you have a decision to focus on the negative thing or the positive thing in any situation and look the truth is is like great things require great effort and have great battles in them otherwise everyone would have the success right and so If you're called to something that you think is great or you're pursuing something great, the truth is, is like there are going to be dangers and challenges and really scary things along the way to get there. Otherwise, it wouldn't be that great. I think it's important to realize that you do have a choice there. And that sounds, that is a cliche, but like we see it lived out here, like Caleb and Joshua focused on the positive. They kept their mind right and by the way, I don't think this is just all mysterious stuff. Like my belief here, this is my personal belief is that there's not just like this mysterious thing that happened here or ever happens when, you know, the people that focus on the positive get get the success and people that focus on the negative or discouraged don't get it. I think that the truth is, is like, I believe your mind is set up to get you what you believe, what you truly believe because subconsciously you'll start to do things in line with what you believe right and so Caleb and Joshua were focused on the positive things they had courage they had belief and they were rewarded for it the rest of them focused on all the negative things and that's definitely the easier thing and that's isn't this kind of like life too right like 99% of people will not get success because one of the reasons is is because they Will focus on the negativity and they'll be cynical and they'll be discouraged and they'll gossip and they'll complain and they'll self pity and they'll woe is me, right? That is 99% of people. Like if you look at social media, that's basically what all social media is, right? Um, so this is kind of like this, this kind of 1% rule here is pretty accurate, right? There's two families, Caleb and Joshua, that actually got to go forward from that group. The rest of them, complained and dis- and were discouraged and did not. Now what's funny is it doesn't say it but clearly Caleb and Joshua had to keep their belief in the midst of everyone else doubting. And so I think this is another thing that's a good takeaway for us is like you're probably one of the few that believe in your mission, right? If you're a highly ambitious person and you're pursuing something great, you're likely the minority in what you're pursuing, like in the belief that you can actually achieve this thing, that this thing is even possible. And you have to keep that faith. Like, can you imagine? This, this is a bigger, this is, this is, these are higher stakes than even like most of us are playing in. Like they're talking about taking over a city or, or a nation, like defeating them and taking their land. Um, and they are the underdogs you know, and they're out in the wilderness. They probably are hungry, tired. I don't know that they have like really good weapons and things like that because they're just, they're literally out in the wilderness. So it's easy to doubt. Imagine everyone else, right? Thousands of people doubting and self-pitying and saying how horrible it is and then still keeping the faith that, you know, these two families, Caleb and Joshua, they must have had to have a strong pedigree. They must have had to have extreme courage. They must have had to have like such a personal relationship and understanding and knowledge and and strong identity and who they are with God that was not affected by anyone else, even in the least. They had to have had that. I think if you're pursuing something, it's similar, right? Like you have to have that. I have to have that. I know that when I've been given these words, often I'm the only one that believes it. You kind of have to, you know, you you have to make sure that it's a real word because you go all in on it and you kind of have to be stubborn about it. So that's why it's important that it's a real word. But I just think that that's interesting. They are, they are such a minority they're the 1% in all of this negativity. And they're the only ones that get through. And so the last thing here is that playing on that is like positive focus, positive belief, positive faith and expectation is rewarded. Verse 36, and this is even more than just positive, but like holy following. God in his leadership, in what he's told you. Right? 36, except Caleb, he shall see it. And to him and his children, I am giving the land on which he walked. That's all the land he walked, even while he was spying, right? Because he wholly followed the Lord. Wholly, like wholeheartedly followed the Lord. You know, um, that focus. Is so important. And what's funny about it is it gets rewarded, right? But you have to have that wholeheartedness. Like that is the important thing. Wholeheartedness gets rewarded. Um, Half heartedness has consequences. No heartedness has consequences. Like all these people, but can you imagine being all the 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 other rest of the generation, right? You were enslaved in in Egypt for the longest time, right? So you were slave for a very long time. So you had a difficult life. Then you get um, brought out of Egypt, and that was that was dramatic. Okay, now you're in the wilderness. You've done all these great things. Like you've certainly these people ha- are not like just massive complainers. Certainly they've obeyed and had courage and been, have been brave. Like it's funny, like most of what we hear about is like all their, their negativity. But they certainly had to have some level, a lot of courage and strength and, and, and all this stuff to actually do what they've done. So I feel like a lot of us can be guilty of these kind of things, right? Like, can you imagine being them? They've done all this stuff and they miss out on the payoff, on the blessing of it, simply because of this, this one situation where they get to the gates and they're like scared and discouraged, which is somewhat reasonable. So I guess, I just wanted to emphasize to me, it's so interesting, like that this seems harsh, but the truth is is like, we need to have courage. It's not okay to pursue something and be weak timid and afraid and hesitant like it's it's funny to me that god requires courage and we actually see consequences for lack of courage and so as i just kind of like end this i'll ask Like if you have a word that you've heard, like something from God, is doubt creeping in? Is it possible that you're getting hesitant? Because that carries real consequences, right? You might miss out on the thing just because of that. I mean, that is, the stakes are really high. So what are you called to do? Are there scary things that you're focused on? It's funny because in my life, as I run the various businesses that I run, I'm inevitably and even currently running hard after something that I believe God has told me like, this is the mission, this is the vision, like run after this thing, right? And um, the truth is I have felt that push for years. In some ways I've been disobedient and not done it. Some ways I've been timid and I believe I've missed out on a lot because of that. I actually believe that there have been consequences, things I missed out on that, that because of that, and so I don't want to make that mistake again. And so there are things I'm running after that are surely just obeying what I believe I'm supposed to be doing, right? Some things I'm not even sure why, but I just know, and I've been, and I know because I've been told, I feel it, and um, and I, and it's been verified from other sources, right? you might have things like that that are not even like completely rational, but like, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be running after this thing. Sometimes I meet founders. I well, I often meet founders. I coach a lot of them. And then, and, and every once in a while, there'll be some that are like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And they'll communicate to me. And it's just like very grand vision to where almost like, I'm like, "Eh, are you sure? Like, you sure you're going to be the next Facebook? Like, is that? That real, you know. Anyway, but like the thing is, is like they they have this grand vision, and I've had to check myself and be like, "Who am I to say that that's not their that's not their vision? Like that's the thing, that's their mission. Like, what can I do to help facilitate that?" It's so easy for doubt to come in, even for people that have high belief. Like I would consider myself someone that has high belief, and then as you're pursuing that, for me, as I'm pursuing these things inevitably, you know, every once in a while, something will happen. Something will happen. And for me, it tends to be around provision, right? Like, um, you know, making sure that I can pay all my people and, um, you know, building the company the right way and building the wealth and provide for the family and all that kind of stuff, right? Like that tends to be the case. And the funny thing is, is like, there's really no danger there. It's, It's a it's an irrational thing. But what'll happen is something will happen. and It'll make me quickly question like, oh, what if everything stops tomorrow and I can't provide everything, right? And doubt for a second will start to creep in and then worry might start to creep in. I've learned to short, shortcut that real quick now. Like I put it right out of my mind. But one of the things that has been a hack for keeping that from happening is to, to be in line with what, like to be, to be on the same wavelength as, as your maker, like be in constant relationship with God. For me, when those, those doubts creep in, when, when I'm sort of like, I've slacked in a way, or I'm not carrying myself the way I know I should be. And so there's a little bit of shame, maybe. Maybe I do something wrong and I'm a little ashamed of it. And then doubt starts creeping. In. And, and so like when you're not in the zone, that's when that starts happening for me. So it, it makes it so important to be in the zone, like in the zone with God, like in that, in that sweet spot of, you know, you're, you you have the confidence, you know what you're supposed to be doing. You're, 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 you're feeling it. Like, it's so important to stay in that zone and, and to not do things that kick you out of that zone, right? It's the equivalent, like if you're working out, right. And you're, you're doing well, like you're. Your, your training and your health is in order and your, your food is in order, and your nutrition, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you uh, you get tempted by eating an entire cake in the middle of the night, right? It feels so good then. And then like the next day and like, you just, you feel horrible for three, four days, right? You've, you feel like you've failed, And so it's discouraging. And then doubt starts to creep in. And it takes a long time to get back in that zone. It's very similar for me anyway, with the things that I'm pursuing, staying in that zone is so important because if I don't, like doubt starts to creep in. And I've learned to, like, you cannot give doubt. You can't feed it with energy. You can't feed it with focus, right? At all because it's so dangerous. And we see like in this story, it has like serious consequences to it. Just wanted to end by calling attention to the fact that doubt is so dangerous. You might feel alone in what you're pursuing, but don't let doubt creep in. But, be, be in, but it's important that you are pursuing the right thing. Like, and that takes seeking that, right? And waiting and listening talking to God about it. And then you must have courage. It's like just a requirement, which I think goes without saying, but sometimes it, you know, success can come really easy. Like sometimes things can be really easy where, like for most of your life, you don't have to have a lot of courage. And so um, it can feel foreign to like actually have courage and and, you know, have the have the strong hand to continue to move forward even when things seem a little scary. I tell this to myself. I tell this to people I coach all the time. I'm, I'm coaching various businesses that are doing things, leaders that are doing things that are scary, right? They're pursuing, they know there's a, there's a goal. They know there's a mission, right? They know there's, they're, they're supposed to be pursuing this thing, right? They know that there's a reward at the end of it. But the sacrifices and the risk that they have to go through, whether it's spending or other things, in order to achieve that reward, that is, that can be scary. It it requires courage to write those, effectively write those big checks that, you know, maybe make you cringe. Right? Like it takes courage. That's why it's so important that you see that you know that there's a valuable thing that you're pursuing and that you have a strong why behind why you're pursuing it because otherwise it's just recklessness, right? But like, here's the deal. Nothing excellent, nothing nothing great comes out of, you know, unextraordinary inputs, right? Or easiness or being weak or, or things that don't require courage often are not great. Things that don't require risk, great risk and, and great inputs are often not great. It's just part of the, it's part of the life and part of the game. The, 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 thing to be, the thing to keep in mind is that's why it's so important to have that word. That's why it's so important to have that promise and that clear vision because without it, it's just recklessness. But with it, that's the only chance that you have to actually achieving something great. So um, I hope this was helpful and encouraging to you as you pursue what you are pursuing, your greatness, the thing that God's called you to be. Um, listen, for more info about the biz, BizDevo, you can go to bizdevo.com, that's bizdevo.com. You can sign up to get these daily, um, text it to you or in your inbox. If you'd like to learn more about me, you can learn more about me at kenott.com. That's K-E-N-O-T-T.com. Thanks. And until next time, never stop growing.